Cool. You ready? Yes. All right. <laughs> you look excited. Yeah, I'm always excited for the podcast. You have to come a bit closer to the microphone. Is it recording? Mm-hmm, it is. Nice. How are you today? <laughs> oh man, like the heat is building up. It's so warm. And do you hear the, the thunder rolling outside? Or did you hear it before? I heard thunder, but I think that's because I was playing Stardew Valley. <laughs> <Or Stardew> Valley. <laughs> Stardew Valley Thunder. Yeah. What, what is this game? You are so excited. You are so hooked to it. Yeah, it's, like it. A, it's just like a farming simulator game. And I think... Well, I've been playing... Um, Harvest Moon, for example, since Nintendo 64 was popular. And basically, you just play a character who's inherited a farm and you have to build it up from the bottom because your grandpa kind of just neglected it, but he left it over for you. And then you find a spouse, you raise kids, you make your farm successful, and then, yeah. You get to know the people in the village. <laughs> <laughs> so it's more like a simulation game or... Yeah, yeah. But what makes it so addictive? Um, I think it's it's nice because there are a lot of like goals that you want to accomplish. So right now I'm trying to... I think I've gone, I've gotten like the main objective of the game finished. So now I'm just trying to build a farm that... I like and that takes time because you have to raise money and in order to raise money you need to um, grow things and if you want to make more money faster then you have to collect certain resources so it's just a lot of steps in between I, I always when you play it I always hear the background noise and yeah. it seems very soothing so that might be a game that it's not like an ego shooter. It's something that no. calms you down. Is is that why it makes you so? Yeah, for me, I like that it like. Excited about. I have to like. It's something that I have to like focus on. So in my head, whenever I'm pl like whenever I'm playing it, I'm planning in my head. Okay, what do I have to do to do this, and where when am I gonna do this, and um, what's the most efficient way of doing this? So. So it involves a lot of strategy, a lot of planning. Yeah, and I think it makes. I, I think it does get a little bit intimidating for new beginners, but um, yeah, once you get into it and you start to just uh, push yourself, it's it's really addicting. <laughs> yeah, I I think it's like a common thing for people who start Stardew Valley are a little bit intimidated, but then once they get into it, they play for like hours on end. <laughs> How long were you playing now? I mean, oh, I don't even know. Until it, it's a lot. I haven't looked at the hours, but it's a lot. <laughs> but I did go through a phase where I kind of like got bored, so I left it for a bit. And then recently I started playing multiplayer with some friends, and I feel like that makes the experience a lot more fun. So it kind of reignited that, uh, I don't know, passion. <laughs> Can you tell a bit about like the, the background of the, of the game? I remember you mentioned that the game was basically produced by just one guy or? yeah it's one guy he goes by the username concerned ape and it's gone through many different versions so the first version was very i don't know very basic but it had the general idea of having this farm and then over the course of i don't know how many years it's out been out already i think want to say but i feel like that's the wrong number but okay. it's just been changed over time and even now they're working on a current update so 
it's yeah it's a really cool game what other games do you like is it more like role-playing or yeah i like to play more rpgs i would say so it's role-playing games so um the thing though is like i'm not as much as a of a gamer as other people are but when i lived back home like with my siblings and stuff um it was my brothers who were really into gaming especially console gaming so xbox ps4 and if they had a game then and it looked interesting to me then i would play it um there's one game that i liked that was called fable which one was it fable 3 i think it was mm -hmm. you just play a person whose brother is ruling this little kingdom and then you have to figure out why he's doing such a bad job and why he's being this like bad king so yeah games like that i like ones that have a story to it um but at the moment i don't have enough money to afford a ps4 <laughs> which is something that i would like to get but Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, gaming for me, I used to game a lot, but now I'm a bit less of a gamer. But mm -hmm. I think I like also Common and Conquer, stuff like that, where you have, a, or like Civilization, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think now I'm a bit more into reading, but I think I like really both. But uh, PS4 would be fine for the yeah, for yes. foreseeable future, maybe. Yeah, maybe we can both save up for that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I know you also played a lot of FIFA and stuff. But oh yeah, yeah, FIFA is also cool. It's a game that that I really like to play. But I when I played it last time with my friends. I was so like into it that the next day I, I really I, I felt it in my hands they were kind of like cramped and then I I felt it, it gets too intense sometimes Does but <laughs> whenever I see you gaming it's totally different it's like the opposite you're very like you're, you're this kind of happy gamer you're you're very much about like building up a world and uh, like in Stardew Valley you're raising A family building up uh, something whereas FIFA is mainly very it's more like a, a competitive game mm -hmm. or like these beat em up games that I used to play like <laughs> Tekken or Street Fighter yeah, but but I think... you, ha you haven't seen me play Tetris with my friends <laughs> ah, okay, yeah. <laughs> because uh, I think when it comes to the more competitive stuff so I, sometimes I play Tetris with like multiplayer And that's when I get very um, violent. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think overall... I can't imagine you being a violent player, though. <laughs> I wouldn't say violent, but I do get very angry. <laughs> but I don't know, it's, it's more for just fun. I do remember playing hours and hours of Guitar Hero a while back. And I remember I was back home and my brother came into the living room and there was just like a few of us. He was like, uh, who do you think in our family plays guitar here the most and it's like the most passive aggressive yeah. way of saying that i play too much <laughs> but it was funny it was true i did play too much <laughs> so there is an addiction level that that goes with like gaming i think well, i think it's designed in a way to try to keep people playing it so i really like when we were watching this uh detroit like oh yeah detroit becoming, hum be or becoming human. human yeah that's a good game yeah I think for the future, the development be gonna be like more games like that, where you do have to make your decisions, where you can influence more, like yeah. the the outcome of your your.
protagonist or whatever and yeah. and uh, i think that is a really exciting development also for for gaming i think yeah i think what was um really cool about detroit was that it um it is like one of those decision games but it was unlike most decision like most games where you pick what happens next because with previous games you would pick something that's supposed to affect your future uh -huh. but in the end there are still so many things that will stay the same so you can say okay this will change the path of your future but in the end it's not really that big of a difference mm -hmm. whereas with Detroit if you did make a mistake or if you did choose something that actually affects the entire storyline and it was very very complex and well thought out so I think I hope that it will be an example for more games in the future Yeah, the, the, the company that made it, they are famous for it and they are very much into this. They, they How often do they publish a new game? Oh, or I don't know. You're asking it? the wrong person. But I they they are known for having um, good games with good storylines. Less output, but more like... Quality. Quality, quality games. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that might be it. But I think that gaming, I was recently also thinking about like gaming, like Detroit. Mm -hmm. It's very exciting because it's, it allows you something that you cannot do with, uh, for instance, reading. Like literature, it's fixed. Yeah. And then, of course, you have got like postmodern literature where you can uh, have different open ends, Choose your own meta adventure. storylines. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest is done in your head. But in, in Detroit, you are really in, the, in this position where you can have totally different outcomes um, and play it again and again. And you, you're going to have a different storyline. Yeah. Remember this guy who is uh, this. Um, this art guy who is in his um, studio and who makes this android go somewhere, pick stuff for him up. And that, that was really amazing. They were, that was oh, like, like in of, the game. Yeah, in yeah, the game. Yeah, okay, yeah. That was one of, one of the best I've seen so far. And mm -hmm. I think that uh, I, I kept thinking about it because it, they, the way they presented Detroit as this future, dystopian futuristic city mm -hmm. was really was really special but i'm not like so i don't have so much background knowledge maybe there are more games like that out there or there are some um but yeah again i don't play enough games to really know uh which ones to point out to but yeah i think what's really good about gaming in the past few years is that it's really become more of a cinematic experience rather than just um, I don't know. Like it's it's changed so much since the mm. '80s, and like the graphics are incredible. Oh yeah. Um, you can't even distinguish anymore. I mean, it's it's nuts. You see it, and what's like? How is this? You're a programmer. I mean, you you know pretty into this matter also, and then how? Where is this development heading in your in your Uh, in in your uh, opinion, but I'm like I'm even though I'm a programmer, I don't think I'm the person who can answer this <laughs> because like I never really took that many computer graphics courses and um, how to run um, competing engines faster and stuff. So yeah, I'm really not the right person to. If you would design a game like 
if you had all resources uh, like what, what would you do like what, what would be truly uh, interesting for you you're putting me on the spot here <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i don't you're i think you're asking the wrong person these questions because i'm really not an expert in games like i don't i kind of find something that i think is interesting and i really just more or less tag along for the ride i'm not really the type of person to go out and try to find something in particular would it be more something like study valley or i don't know like what kind of games would you be interested in yeah something like detroit i think something like i am very interested in this mm -hmm. sci-fi dystopian like i always like these sci-fi movies like the new ones like mm -hmm. we watch ex machina we watched i'm a big fan of tarkovsky cinema like uh, solaris or um uh, space odyssey interstellar one of my favorites so mm -hmm. these sci-fi movies were i don't know like there is something to it that i really like because it's so hypothetical about the future but some of the when you think about it some of the stuff actually came true And so even like some of the designs of uh, our future were shaped by how they're presenting it back in the day because some of these movies that I mentioned are a bit older. But I think it's very, yeah, it's very exciting because the future will be also shaped by the way how we are looking at it through literature or through the, the, the perspective of a certain movie. Because all, all the guys like that are making these decisions, they of course they also watch these uh, the the stuff before, right? So. Yeah. But for gaming, I'm I'm not I'm also not hundred percent sure how, where this development is heading. Maybe it's it's going to be more virtual reality or who knows? Yeah. Well, like there are just like a lot of different areas of gaming and. I'm not really somebody who is interested in a large section of it. For me, the most interesting ones that I've seen have been the story-based ones. So things like um, like Overwatch, um, Fortnite, I oh, think yeah, they're Fortnite. fun for people to play, but in terms of story, there's not really much that's interesting for me. Mm. Um, same with games like FIFA. Like Those are games that I could play, but they're not things that will leave a lasting impression on me um what i can think of the games that i've seen for yeah the past year and a bit have been um oh man i can't remember the names um the one <laughs> the one that oh um god of war oh yeah that we watched was, it together yeah that, that, that was amazing was good um And I like that they explore the mythology. I like, mm. I think that's really interesting for me. There's also a game that I like called Little Nightmares, which is um, the story is something that kind of unfolds and you as the player has to put the, the pieces together because mm. it's not really a narrative that will just tell you everything. It's, um, yeah. Like there's no dialogue for you to really understand what's going on, but you uh -huh, just put, yeah. you just put the pieces together for to in your head to understand what's going on. Those are the stories that are interesting for me, and I think there are a lot of those types of games, especially for indie games. That's mm. very common. So yeah, 
Do you think it's because what you mentioned? Do you think it's also you want to play a game where you can learn stuff from? Because from FIFA, basically, apart from handling your joystick, you probably won't learn that much. Or is it like you want to build a world? You want to get something like also more like from the di the dialects have to be good, and they they were getting better and mm -hmm. better throughout the last years. And do do you think that this plays a part also? Yeah, I guess so. Well, like with FIFA, I think like I think FIFA and Guitar Hero, for example, they're both games where you are really just learning to um, you're learning a skill. So you're learning how to um, strategize your team. You're learning how to play certain songs. Mm. And I, there definitely is a fun component to that. I just think that for me personally, the games that really keep me um, keep me interested are just the ones that are story based. I've always been more of the based kind of um, player, I guess. But then again, I really never played. I think you overestimate how much I actually played games <laughs> as a kid. I did play some um, like online games such as RuneScape um, or just like chatting I didn't play Zelda. Oh, okay. Well, like we had an, we had a Nintendo 64 and then you had um, um, Ocarina of Time. And Majora's Mask. I think both of those were on Nintendo 64. The thing, though, is that because since I have two older sisters, my older sister was always the one who would kind of play, and I would be the one watching. Watching. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's where I got my, like, Twitch. Um, <laughs> that, that's <laughs> like, why we're also getting into Twitch. Because, yeah, like, it's, it's just like watching my siblings play it. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I think it's such a cool thing. I remember my brother was always playing on his commodore mm -hmm. commodore yeah. like th this is like the really old kind of uh, computer games so i was always looking through like the the people and then i could see if the you're watching him play through a people no i i was i was watching through it uh, if the light was turned on because i can immediately see the red light through it right And then if it was on, I could just like go in and there I could just watch him play. <laughs> What do you mean? Like, oh, you would like look into his room? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he like not let you watch or something or what? No, it was more like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to sneak in when, when, when I saw like... How old were like, you? Uh, maybe like, I don't know, maybe like <laughs> junior high or something like that. Okay. But then it's it's like this experience I also liked more to watch other people play. And I think that is what is mainly like the Twitch pr principle, right? You're coming or you're meeting with other people and wa watching somebody else play, right? So Yeah, I feel like lately with Twitch, it's like watching a game is part of it. But the I'm really there to socialize, I find. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be with the streamer or with the people in chat. And I think that's what's, yeah. I think because sometimes the games for me aren't that interesting, but I often am in um, watching a stream just so I can chat with people. And do you think that this real? I mean, the, the, the main principle of having a community coming together and watching somebody else and meeting up, like... Is that what what the main idea of Twitch is? Because I'm I'm not I, I just got to know Twitch through you, and I uh, the more I think about it, the the cooler I think it gets for me because it's this 
It has more like a community component to it. You yeah. guys are talking. Like, how does it work for you? How, how, the thing how is did like, you get into it? Yeah, like, I don't. First? Like, I don't know if my experience is the same as a lot of other people's. I think there are definitely people who will. You, you like kind of turn Twitch into this more social where you're actually meeting people uh, mm -hmm. in person. I think, though, it's less common in places like the States where everybody's so far away. But since we're in Europe, for example, like Celine and Romy, like they're they live nearby. So where do your friends live? If you can explain that. Oh, my God. Where do they live? They're, they're <laughs> so they live like everywhere <laughs> um i have a lot right. of friends who are in australia i have um friends who are in europe in the states some in canada um i don't know i just remember like when i was making christmas cards for everybody well, not everybody for a good portion of them how many did you make uh, make last year oh, i don't I, i don't think i counted it do you remember maybe like 20 or so could be somewhere around there But it's so, it's so amazing because when you can, maybe you can elaborate more how this Twitch community evolved and how you, you got first into it. And, and now you really, you met people in person, like yeah. maybe we can talk a bit more about how that took place. I think it really depends on the channel. So the one that I was watching, this is Critic Zeus, his community really enjoys talking to each other. And that's the, um, that's. That has been that way since I first joined. I have been in other people's communities where that's not really the case. You're really more there to mm. watch the streamer. Um, but for example, my friend Auli, who's from Portugal, he also his channel is also very community based. So everybody's talking to each other, and whenever there is somebody new, they are friendly to them. They're saying hi to them, mm. um, and I think. After a while, when you're watching somebody regularly, you just tend to, you're experiencing something together. And sometimes people will share stuff about themselves and that's how you start to get, build conversation. And, and yeah, for me, a lot of my friendships really kind of um, strengthened because we are all on Discord, which mm. is just this kind of... Or you have a what's it called like you you meet and talk regularly there or yeah like you have different groups and you can chat with people and um it's just like how it's just like texting people or like having a group a group message but instead of just having it as a text message it's mm. all you can split it up into different categories so yeah you can have like a general conversation or you can have a place where you're just posting images and people are it's just something where everybody can Uh, I don't know, either share stuff from their own life or find stuff from the internet and just share stuff together. I think it's just like how you have a group WhatsApp, like a WhatsApp group. And yeah, but now it's, it's like for me, it's so fascinating. Like even if you look at like from like a sociological perspective, like you meet people you that have so much in common. But at the same time, they live in totally different places like Australia, South Africa, the US, and everybody is fluent in English. Everybody is has a uh, there is a, a certain set of rules. There is a certain understanding towards each other. And do, is it like a safe place for you then, or like do you? How would you explain this experience? 
Yeah, I, I don't know how it would have been if I were still in Canada. I find that maybe here, because I'm in Germany, it is kind of like this safe safe place that I have because I here is where I'm just speaking English and it's something that I'm most comfortable with. Mm. Um, I do have friends who speak German, but it's so much mental effort for me to maintain these friendships because I'm always speaking in German and I don't want to switch to English with these friends. I really mm. want to make sure that with my German friends, I'm speaking German, which isn't always the case, but I would like it to be like that. But when it comes to Discord, and as I discussed last time, I'm very much a type of person who is more open when I'm talking online because I feel like I can, <clears throat> I can just speak freely without having to worry about how I phrase things because I can erase stuff. And <laughs> So and there is a common awareness of, or there is something like that unites people in, in, in this realm or how? Yeah, I think a lot of my friends, like we've taken those like um, Meyer Briggs tests and stuff where mm. you find oh, out yeah, your personality yeah. and stuff. A lot of my friends online are introverts. Mm. Um, and, but yeah, we're not all similar, but we're all very, we have different interests. And um, what's interesting is that we, even if we have a different interests, we can share what we're interested in people are very supportive of it um but yeah different age ranges and how how is that like how is what the, the age range what is it or how yeah. uh how big is it well like the youngest person that i know of my group of friends is i can't remember if 16 or 17 something like that and then the oldest like it'll go I think it's usually in their 30s, but I believe there are some in their 40s. But most of my friends are within the, yeah, like 17, 18 to maybe like early 30s. And you met some of your online friends in real life, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. I've met, um, where I'm trying to go back to where I started. So I've met Anna, who's in uh, the UK. I also met... My friend Button, who sh who's also in the UK, and I met, um, yeah, I, I guess I won't go listing names, yeah, but I met people in the Netherlands, and when I went to TwitchCon in Germany, yeah, in Berlin, in Germany, I met a lot of people there. Um, yeah, I hope to meet more people in the future. It does get very exhausting, though. Yeah, what, what was that, your experience from going from online to meeting people then in real life i don't know it doesn't really feel any like it doesn't i don't get nervous about it if anything it's more of like excitement um and then when you actually meet them in person it's just like meeting a friend that you haven't seen for a while mm. um But yeah, like I said, meeting people from online hasn't really been something weird for me. As like I meet up with people who I've been talking to for a while. I don't just meet up with people randomly on the fly. Mm. Um, so do you think that this is for introvert? You said you're more an introverted person, but also you've got some really extroverted 
trades but yeah. do you think it's uh, it's a good way also for for our future when to meet up to 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 find new friends yeah i think what's really cool is that you're the friends that you're making online are friends that are that who tend to have the same interests um and i think it's just giving you more selection rather than the people who are there around you in your physical space and yeah i don't know like it's i don't think it's just for introverts i think it's easier for introverts but i am i think technically i'm more of an extrovert but mm. um because i don't think a lot of people are as likely to go out and try to meet up meet up with people it's just something that i'm particularly interested in yeah may maybe it also depends on your mood i mean if you have a if you've had a bad day or you have something on your mind that keeps you really busy then you're most likely not go out and talk to people whereas when you had like a brilliant day and everything is fine then maybe you're more likely to also project it like from from everything and then maybe even people would talk more uh, to you yeah i guess like the way that i like the way that i define introvertedness and extrovertedness isn't something like a mood it's more of just like having tendencies but in mm. general i think i am slightly more extroverted than i am introverted but because i really do have this desire to have social contact with people the only problem is that it does get very exhausting the traveling that goes into it mm. um the and yeah having to i don't know worry about how you look and stuff like that i think there are a lot of factors that kind of just make the whole i don't know experience tiring after a while but i feel i feel great when i meet up with people and when i am when we're doing voice chats like i really enjoy um, yeah well, what, what's the stuff that you're doing regularly if you might explain a bit on that like when you have a meetup with your friends what do you usually do um for the past while when i meet up with my friends it's usually at a place that i'm not most familiar with so we're usually um exploring the city together or uh, yeah like the ones that i have been meeting that aren't in germany they've been showing me around um when i was with romy we were in the we were at the uh, christmas market and Yeah, I think we just have to find an activity that you can do together. Um, usually it involves just like walking around. When we were in Berlin, a lot of us were there as tourists, so we were all just doing the regular touristy mm. thing. So checking out the, um, the Berlin Wall and going to museums together. Clubbing. No, we didn't. None of us did. <laughs> <laughs> to the back end. <laughs> no, I know, no. <laughs> you you like were the type of person who was really into clubbing. Yeah, I, when I think when we talk about extroverts, introverts, I think I'm more extroverted. You are definitely more extroverted yeah, than I probably. am. I no, no, you were like definitely <laughs> more extroverted than I am. Yeah, I had my clubbing face, but <laughs> now that that face also.
over but i think that yeah I, for a while i really like clubbing going out what I do like, you like about clubbing i don't know i like the the fact that it's this unknown like you go out you don't know whom you're gonna meet and then so this is like as somebody who's single yeah exactly like now i'm not like a <laughs> but yeah so like are anymore. you only were you only interested in clubbing because you were single maybe that that's that might be the case but the thing is like the only thing is when you call like when you compare like the pros and cons of clubbing i think it's the serenity where you, you you don't know what is happening and i think that going or exploring this more unknown like you don't know what's going to be happening right so mm-hmm. i think that that this was kind of like the thrill of of going out on a regular basis and then i went to i was kind of like collecting the clubs like we went to um it was in the US in some places, Vegas, Moscow, and also in Germany. And I think now that I think back, I yeah, there are some disadvantages. Like you're just next day, you're totally tired when you mm-hmm. come home at six in the morning, and so yeah. But I think yeah, it's it's something that I I experienced a lot, and I think it's it's nothing that now looking back at it that I would truly miss. Yeah. But it's just an experience, like a part of my life that mm-hmm. also... A chapter of your yeah, life. A chapter, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I think, yeah, for a while also we had some like difficulties within the family. And then it's also, of course, it's a way to not face the reality and trying to be somebody else. It's like this, in Germany, you've got... The, yeah, escapism. And then... It's like in Germany, we have this carnival where you, you, you're you wearing this disguise and you're somebody else and mm-hmm. nobody knows who you are. And um, well, that, nowadays it's a little bit different, I find, carnival. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's gotten a bit <laughs> it's different. It's gotten a bit lazy, I find. Yeah, like they all buy the, the pre... Those onesies or whatever. Yeah, these these disguises that are already like pre-fabricated and it's, I think... Maybe when you are young and you're wearing your your unique disguise, it's very exciting. But mm-hmm. now I, I see a lot of people wearing the same disguise. Or what do you think? Like, is that something that you also realize? Now that you're h- how many? Well, f- almost like five years almost in Germany. Almost five years, but um, I can't say that it has. Like, I, I can't really compare what's happened in five years because I don't think that much has changed. Mm. I don't know. Carnival for me is a very, I don't know, it's interesting to observe from an outside perspective. But like for me, I just never really, really was into the whole, um, like sure, maybe dressing up would be fun. But I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm so stingy. It's just I was never really that excited to spend money on a costume or something. I really enjoy... um, like when people actually put effort into like makeup, for example, or when they do face paint or something mm. like that. I do find, however, that a lot of people just, um, yeah, they just find like a onesie costume and put that on and then they call it a day. But and then that there's also this huge like drinking culture that goes with it, which I guess is fun for students. But yeah. I think I'm getting too old for that stuff. Because From the Canadian <laughs> perspective, what do you think about that? Like in Germany, the about drinking yeah. and stuff? I like think, especially during carnival do you think it's it's too much or no i think it's like as long as you, people aren't like getting sick and stuff like 
six, six. passing out somewhere on the street yeah like i think it's fine for her for people to have this event where they can really let loose and it's nice that nobody really shames them for having fun unless you're like you're being really i don't know destructive but i feel like in this area when people are selling carnival not just not just like students but also older people they're also having fun it's something that everybody is kind of on board with um but like it's i think like there are definitely canadians who enjoy drinking i'm just not somebody who enjoys it as much probably because it affects mm -hmm. my depression and stuff and i get tired the next day and the next day i can't really do anything so yeah when you first experienced carnival which is a thing in this uh, particular area of germany mm -hmm. did you have a totally different image afterwards because carnival is mainly just in like four cities yeah. Near the river uh, Rhine, or is is that something that you didn't expect from Germans to be so like playful or not really? Like I I don't know I don't I didn't I didn't have this image that Germany was very strict and boring. I think Germans think the world thinks of them like that. If you if that makes sense, it it, it is, but it's 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 just a matter of fact. Like, like there is a there is a there are some stereotypes. Yes, yeah, there are stereotypes yeah. definitely. Um, like for example, with the grocery store thing that I mentioned last time, like in the grocery stores, people aren't aren't like, "Hi, how are you? How's your day?" Unless you know them. Mm. Um, but otherwise, they just get the job done. But that doesn't, for me, that personally doesn't mean that they're not fun. They're just there's a time and place to have fun. And I feel like that's just how it is. I don't know. Like what I've noticed is that Germans kind of have this mentality that they work hard and play hard. <laughs> so like during the day, they're really, um, they really put in a lot of, uh, I guess they don't really like slack off. They really work. But then once the day is over, they're all like, having a beer and whatnot mm. but for me it was never this image that even though that germans have this stereotype of being um like that joke with the light bulb oh, yeah. it's like how many how many germans does it take to to screw in a light bulb yeah and it's like one because we're efficient we don't like humor <laughs> so, yeah but you know like from the german perspective it's always like okay we want to be not as our stereotypes uh, think we are and we are trying to be more uh, unpredictable now and we are trying to be more American and I think that mm -hmm. it has pros and cons but I think it's uh, yeah especially for our younger generation that is probably a very uh, common theme that uh, the stuff that we watch like the movies the TV shows all these pop cultural phenomena they are mainly american i mean there is not much in the german culture or m media apart from more like historical material that that goes out into the world so to speak like mm -hmm. it's still very much f based on war <laughs> material mm -hmm. like movies and stuff so i think that um yeah it's also maybe because our language is a bit more restricted it's it's we are a very small language group whereas like the the english speaking world or the french or spanish speaking world they 
stretch more. They they have different countries where the this language is spoken on. West Germany is mainly based in Germany, Austria, mm-hmm. and some parts of uh, Switzerland. So, or do you think that doesn't play a part in that? Of like how widely spoken German is. Yeah, or, I mean, like the, there is definitely a subculture of of people. Like it's not like all Germans are watching American media. There are a lot of, like, if you talk to a lot of younger kids, they're also watching a lot of German-produced media. (laughs) Yeah, YouTubers and stuff. Um, In terms of big productions, though, yeah, it's not as successful. There are some movies that are um, German, but they're not, um, yeah, they're just not as well-known. And... But it's still the case that when you go to the movie theater, you will find things dubbed in German, whereas you won't find that in all other countries in Europe, for example, in like Scandinavia or in the Netherlands. I could be wrong, but yeah, I think they don't dub everything, do they? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's one major thing that we get everything in German. So I think that um, Dutch people, Scandinavian people respectively they usually watch it in english so Mm -hmm. yeah could be the case i'm not saying that german like media they they of course they want to have different source material but i think it's just hard for them to get through or to to pass uh their material to maybe like bigger studios because still there is a thing about like germany being mainly related to a certain time period or to have more like historical um, material so Hmm. but i think now it's changing so we have all these like tv there are some really good shows that are uh trying to uh, break the mold and trying to be more like an american show more contemporary that's what I like, mm-hmm. not having everything related to history, but mm-hmm. also shedding light, having good ca- character development, yeah. and good storylines. And yeah. yeah, so I think that this this is changing. But when we think about what did we watch, so mainly we also enjoyed like more uh, TV shows or movies from the US, right? Or Yeah, and I think also if you want something to be successful, you want it to appeal to that to some like the group of people who watch this successful material so if a a lot of people are watching american media and if you want to appeal to these people then you have to make something that's similar to what they're interested in yeah i mean Mm -hmm. they had successful scandinavian shows like the the girl with the dragon tattoo that was then turned into like an american version because they say it's even impossible to to have a breakthrough in the american um world mm-hmm. or somewhere in the US when it's mainly like a European show so they're right. gonna cha- they definitely gonna change it so that's that's definitely a thing so and I think also one factor might be that the competition there is much higher like you look at the the games that we talked or all the these phenomena they all come from the US and they are not all of them not, not all of them that's true but it's it's still like talking about the American culture has, of course, a lot of now stuff that you can criticize. But on the other side, it's still like hotbed for innovation, for creative writing and stuff like that. And I think 
I was always admiring the the American way. <laughs> yeah, right? when you were growing up. Yeah, I think we grew up with the with the American lifestyle and this. Even if it's just an idea that it's mm-hmm. like unlimited possibilities, and I I listen to a lot of rap music from 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 these groups, and I I was fascinated by these big American cities, and whereas Europe is still a bit like. It's just like a bit more like the old world versus uh, the new, the new continent, the new the pioneer spirits or something like that. What do you think of uh, German rappers, by the way? Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm not so like into rap anymore, right? Okay, yeah. But I I think there are some cool rappers, but I think. Yeah, I think German rap is still pretty much now. There is a, a phase where there's so much German rap. Mm-hmm. It's by far like the most sold um, genre, I would say. And I don't know about the quality, but I feel like it's still based in this uh, gangster sphere. Like it's still very like masculine rap with the big car. Whereas like in the US, like Childish Gambino or mm-hmm. uh, Kendrick Lamar, they are more like. I think they get getting more into this social political arena. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I watched this Netflix documentary, The Evolution of Hip Hop, mm-hmm. where they show there are different like stages of hip hop. Yeah. Like development wise, it's like it was gangster rap, then there was more like consciousness rap or something that's more like critical towards the the society and i think that german rap now is more into this gangster rap which is it's fun to watch but i think when you look at the the americans now the the american rap scene it it got more into yeah like so i mean there is so much like this gap within the american society already uh of people that are marginalized and stuff like that and i think that the American rap now has turned more into like not this like hyper masculine macho type of rap, but also being also more critical and having more awareness of like the the social conditions. And I, I I'm more into this type of of rap to be mm-hmm. honest. Or what do you think? Yeah, no, no I think. Um... Like it depends on what I'm looking for at the moment. Uh, I don't listen to, like obviously when I, when I look for hip hop dance material or, like I do look into the more. Old You're a dancer, school. by the way. You're a hip hop dancer. Oh, I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I do dance hip hop, um, but it's more of it's something that I am interested in. I don't think I put enough in like enough time into it as I would like to it's strange because my I find that my interests and hobbies are a bit too spread out and I don't get to focus on one in particular so it's mm. it's like the jack of all trades but master of none <laughs> so that sort of thing but yeah with rap I like I think there's always a time and place for whichever style that I want to listen to sometimes I do just want to listen to that kind of aggressive sort of just rap. like blowing off out some steam yeah but then also there's a like i what i like about childish gambino's music is that it's very uh, it's very emotional um and it does he does talk about um 
like one of his I think it's a common theme he often talks about how growing up he wasn't white enough to fit in with people Mm -hmm. and but then also in the black community he's not black enough so is the struggle or um, really torn apart between those worlds yeah or even just like a story that happened when he went to camp and he had a crush on a girl and then the girl told her friends and they made fun of him like small things like that are even like i think it's really about the technique and the thought that goes into it and making it really personal i think that's what's really cool to listen to um, I don't listen to just rap though, so it's not like it's my one thing to focus on. I think there are a lot of artists that I haven't listened to enough yet, so yeah. But Childish Gambino is one that I like in particular. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what was your experience when you lived in the U.S.? Yeah, it was cool. Like I said, I I really enjoyed the American culture before. I was fascinated, like most Germans were. Because we had a time where everything here seemed a bit like you're stuck and in the US everything is a bit more in flux. There's more opportunities for for new ideas. And when I went there, I think it was still, yeah, there, there is a, maybe the expectations, the bar was pretty high. But I, I think... I really enjoyed the the mentality of the American people, like talking to people, being open. Some people call it superficial, but I think it's always good to have people talk to you during like when you're in the elevator or what, whatever, or having just like basic small talk. And um, that's something that sounds like a cliche, but I think that it's, yeah, I truly enjoyed that. The, the US was always very interesting for me but i also enjoy europe which is more uh, traditional i like to go to the theater here to the opera something that in the u.s you pay so much for instance it's so expensive yeah it's like so well, expensive. actually when i came here i was like it's so cheap to go yeah. to the opera it's like <laughs> that is in europe like the, the culture component you can go to the theater for for four euro if basically you're if you're a student still but Germany has such a high number of opera houses, theater places, every city basically, because it was like this, the state system, like uh, yeah. Germany was like uh, separated for a long time. And then every, every small city has a, a pretty vibrant uh, cultural life, I would say. Not to mention like bigger cities like Berlin or Munich or Cologne. And I think... Yeah, that like you, the U.S. I think very much about like commercial and mm-hmm. uh, uh, big cities. It's just different, like lifestyle-wise. I think it's it's just different. Yeah, and Germany also wants to be known for their symphonies and. Yeah. So. I yeah. go to a Mozart uh, opera later, so because you to I'm really excited about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, you can we can combine both here, like we can listen to the American rap and we can also go to the opera. That's that that's I think something that it doesn't exclude. It's 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 just a way to have very different approaches and to try to connect these these parts in your life make, makes it really exciting i think how did you get into like listening to a lot of opera and symphonies is it just because your family did it a lot or 
Yeah, probably. They were big. Actually, only my mom was a big fan of opera and classical music. Then me as a child growing up, then I didn't like it so much for a while. But then I, when I started studying at beginning of 20s, I once in a while I go back to it. And then I started to, yeah, to be hooked by it and and really enjoyed it in in the way that I was listening and enjoying really the music just not about like the the whole like storyline but just like listening to it it's just like an experience where you can zone out relax and that's what I'm gonna do later (laughs) what's your plan for later for today later. by the way a holiday Pentecost so Germany everything is closed <laughs> yeah today I think um I'm probably just gonna we have a performance coming up in a couple of weeks so I have to kind of go over the choreographies and try to make sure that I don't screw them up <laughs> and TEDx. Um, yeah then then play yeah playing Stardew Valley <laughs> getting better and better connecting the Stardew Valley yeah no yeah the, uh, but I'm pretty nervous about this performance because I don't feel as prepared as I was last time, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I have to practice. I think it'll be okay. You're gonna rock it. You're gonna rule it. Yeah. I'm always like, I always get so nervous before before. Do you ever like sta- stage? Yeah, Do you like, like stage fright or yeah, like some people get really excited, and, but and they're like jumping around. I'm jumping around because I'm tr- I'm just like so in- incredibly <laughs> tense, and then I'll get into this mode where I'm panicky or. Yeah, like I'm just quiet. Like I don't want to talk to anybody because I'm just so focused. I'm just so like afraid, and my mouth gets dry. Mm. I had I had this problem where like my mouth would always get dry when I'm dancing, and then I mess up because my mouth is dry, and I'm so <laughs> focused on that. So I learned a tip. I had to look this up. You you have like a tic tac in your mouth when you're. Can I say that to you? Or yeah. like just take it, yeah, chewing be, gum or something. No, not chewing gum because oh, okay, you might choke on that. With a oh. tic tac, it's just really small. And so like, but it gives you something for your, you're like for yourself to salivate on so that your mouth doesn't get dry. So that's what I did at my last performance and it helped. So tick tick, it's your fresher tactic. Yeah. So I'm probably going to do that again this time. Sounds good. All right. We're going to keep you updated. All the plans. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, I hope you have fun at the opera. All right. If you have any questions, just uh, comment or you can tweet at us or however you like to communicate your questions. Leave us a comment. And yeah, we'll talk to you guys next time. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.